Good morning. Today we celebrate the third Sunday in Advent, the light from which the Advent wreath grows brighter as we move closer to Christmas and the celebration of the coming of Jesus. Two weeks ago, we lit the prophet's candle as we remember those who first spoke the promise of the coming Christ child. Last week, we lit the Bethlehem candle, reminding us to prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. This week, we light the shepherd's candle, the candle of love. This candle is a different color, reminding us that our period of waiting is half over. This candle burns in honor of all shepherds who love and care for their sheep and become examples of God's love for us. We also remember that the shepherds were the first witnesses of Jesus' birth. In Ezekiel 34, 11 through 16, we read, For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and in all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Sovereign Lord. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. Let us pray. Dear God, we acknowledge your love for us. Just as a shepherd cares for his sheep, you care for us. We thank you that you showed your love for us in Jesus, who is the good shepherd. In his name we pray. Amen. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we need to take something home with us that inspires us and keeps us focused on you for the remainder of this wonderful season. And we are looking at Mary, however briefly this morning, help the reality of who she was to reside in our hearts and in our minds. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together will be acceptable to you, for you are our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. I've been thinking about the teenagers a lot lately because I have to tell you that for the first time and maybe preaching about the Magnificat 12 different times, I realize just the degree to which Mary was actually a teenager. Nobody disputes that. She was a teenager. What people dispute is that they don't know if she was 13, 14, 15, 16. We have knowledge that she was probably pretty young. And here is what the discovery was this Advent season. If she had not been a teenager, it wouldn't have worked. Because there are characteristics that you have that were needed in order for this woman to be spiritually fertile for this to take place and for this to happen. So 
Mary was a teenager, which meant when she heard that all things are possible, she could relate to that. We all remember when we had within us that wonderful idealistic knowledge that all things are possible. I remember going to college in the 70s thinking we can change the world. My hope is that as we become adults, that doesn't go away, and I don't think it does. But what we get from you is that you do believe all things are possible, coupled with this incredible honesty that comes from being genuinely curious and genuinely wondering how the world works. And Mary said, how can this be when I, a virgin, have a baby? Have you wondered that? <laughs> One of the things that the scripture says that suffices, it sufficed at first in my own journey, and then it kind of made sense, and now it totally makes sense. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her, and Mary <laughs> became pregnant with the Savior of the world. So what I want you to know, she had to be a teenager. God worked with her before she became cynical, if she ever was going to become cynical. She had to be a teenager because there is within you a questioning and an honesty that had to take place in order for the miraculous to occur. The words that she's saying are called the Magnificat. And just a few lines from that I want to talk about. She began to sing in the same way that Hannah once sung in the Old Testament, a hymn of praise. The hymn seems beyond what a, a teenager can do, but it's beyond what an adult can do. What this hymn points to is many things, and one of them is that all things are possible with God. My soul magnifies the Lord. Praise grows and expands our spirits. It seems like God is the one that becomes bigger, but it's actually our ability to receive God that becomes bigger because our spirits expand. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant, Mary said. And what she is expressing is, I matter. I am not viewed as anything in the eyes of the world. A teenager without status, without power, without anything. And somehow, I matter, I matter. All generations will call me blessed. She is concerned about the big picture of future generations. Teenagers are known for being concerned with relationships and peers and self-identity. But there's more to them than that. Young people are always underestimated. We were ready for change as teenagers. And Mary ushered in the biggest transformational change that ever was. The mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. She had an interesting awareness of her own importance that does not negate her humility. It is the truth. Turn to him and let him in. And we will see with new eyes exactly what he has done for us. And what the Lord has done for us has almost nothing to do with what the world calls blessings. Mary is facing being ostracized socially. Mary is facing the task of convincing her fiance, her fiance Joseph, that this baby that is not his is a wonderful thing. She is praising God because she is being used for God's purposes. 
And the remaining words of the Magnificat, Mary's hymn of praise, contain the theme, what's highly regarded in this world, the rich, the blessed, the powerful, the proud, if they are not about God, for God, and with God, will be brought down. And Mary, in this dense hymn of praise, praises God, for she, without status in her world, will be the one that God uses to carry and nurture the Savior of humankind. Let us pray. Lord, show us who you are. We ask this all the time. And then you give us faces and the realities of people who actually lived. And we see the one you chose. And we are humbled. We thank you, dear Lord, for the truth. For the truth. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And let us continue to worship in the giving of our offering. <laughs> 